Welcome to a new episode of It's Not That Bad Podcast. I'm Fern here with Dom. Hey. Um, you know how you were talking about the uh, the like frames per second debate, yeah. whatever? A couple days later, a video popped up, and the oh, guy I, was literally talking about that. I, I saw the video pop up, but I didn't watch it. Did you watch it? Yeah, and it's funny because when you said it, I didn't know that that was a, de- a debate or anything like that, yeah. right? But but I have heard that excuse from different people, those people being, like, gamers and whatnot, you know. <laughs> and it's funny because he covers that in there. He was like, you know, he's like, I'm, I'm not... I'm not a fan for 60 frames a second when yeah. it's movies, but for video games and VR and blah, 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 that need this, whatever. He's like, so yeah. basically he agreed with us? Yeah. And um, like he was talking about, like like I said, with uh, like talk shows and stuff like that, you know, they don't need that cinematic look. It's because, you know, you know that it's happening there now in the moment, like I said. So he was just going through all that stuff, whatever, right? And I was like, yeah, fuck, fuck yeah, <laughs> fuck those stupid. Because, because this whole thing was um, for people who aren't into film and stuff, it's easy to be like, well, sixty frames per second. That's obviously better than twenty four. So why don't we do that? But the way he goes about it, saying like, you know, it's just it's like a it's a certain ambiance that it plays. Yeah, it paints for the film. Yeah. And and so his whole thing is like it's never gonna go away because that's what we want, that's what we like. And he was saying that those people are coming from a place that they don't understand. For them, yeah, sixty frames or wanting, you know, hundred and twenty frames Ugh. like crazy. But it makes sense because with something like VR or online gaming, you want something as fast paced as as real as possible. Yeah. You know, coming it- to you like you know, it's kind of like the whole like pixel debate, like 1080p, 720, but then you get to 2K, 4K, 8K, <laughs> and it's like, yeah, see, like normally a bigger number sounds better, but with film, not really. It's been that it's been 24 for what over 100 years now, so I'm pretty sure it's not going to change. <laughs> yeah, his whole thing was like, hey, you know, if you if you're an opponent of 60 frames per second and you love that so much then go out and make all your films in it and get it out there and if anyone wants if people really want this they'll pick up on it and it'll become a thing it's like but saying that it's it's um inferior and it's gonna go away i it's like not gonna happen right yeah and so so that was whatever but then i found another video and it talked about plot holes and how you don't know what plot holes are and you're watching movies wrong. And pretty much everything he said was pretty fucking spot on of what we really? said. Yeah, I was going to send it to you, but I do that thing where like, I watch yeah, yeah, it on yeah. computer or yeah. there and I'm just What's like... What's it called? Uh, What's the video called? I think it's like what you think are plot holes are wrong or something. I don't know. I'll send it to you. But yeah, but he's like he just kind of goes about it just talking about, you know, what you consider plot holes aren't plot holes that yeah. just... Just because in your line of thought something doesn't make sense doesn't mean it doesn't make sense for the film. And that I think he touches on the subject of it being subjective anyways. Yeah. And 
He also goes into the history of when we started caring about it, aka, and he said the furthest thing he could find was like stuff from like 2008 and earlier, but it was very like niche of, oh, it's a it's someone online writing a whatever. So basically, right? nerds were the ones who brought it out into yeah, kicking and screaming into the but, light. But guess he said that after he said I think it was. Or maybe it was before 2008 or it was 2008 or whatever. But, it, like, a couple years later or whatever, maybe it's 2012, maybe 2011, he's, like, the first real article that took off that people started creating stuff after it was from Crack. Of course. That's what I said. Of course. And they were just talking about your favorite movies that have plot holes and stuff. And one of them was he was talking about Die Hard and they said something about Die Hard. And he was saying, well, in Die Hard, it's, he doesn't do this stuff because he's a person he's a regular person yeah like you and me you know? <laughs> and that's and in the story that's why he doesn't do certain things or whatever and he's like more of a plot hole really would be why they decided to take the whole building hostage just so they could turn the power off so they could get into the safe when really if they're this big of a organized you know crime syndicate why wouldn't they just figure out how to turn the power off themselves and get to the safe and not have everyone know that yeah. they're there, <laughs> right? Yeah, right, do it, like, without <laughs> letting anyone... Yeah, not alerting anyone to their, yeah. that they're there. And that that is... And, and I guess they don't touch on that, but he said, you know, that's more of a plot hole than anything. Uh. But he just kind of goes about, you know, whatever, right? And one of the things he says is, you know, you're watching movies wrong. And then, of course, people get butthurt. And yeah. like, no, you can't watch movies wrong. But at a, at a certain point, he is right because, like, he brings up the quiet place in there. And everyone in the in the comment section, they sound off on it, right? But it's funny because all the stuff that they're saying, I can also counter with something that just makes the same logical sense, yeah. but in a different way. Because their whole thing is... You can't tell someone they're watching a movie wrong when when they're watching a movie, something doesn't make sense to them. So logically, it the movie doesn't make sense because they can't get these characters, right? But the whole thing is, it's is like we learned too. You could go from A to, a to C without having to show what happened in B because if you set up certain movies correctly, then you would you don't just need assume yeah. that. Your, you know, your mind should make that logical Yeah, or connection. they could, or... Or even films, they even no. Let's get let's get it right. It should. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm saying like in films, even they'll like their thing is is A and C happen, and you don't know what happened to B, and the whole mystery is like, oh, well, what did happen yeah. to B, right? Yeah. And the movie goes on, whatever, right? And so they bank on that, right? And that's what and and that's what movies, whatever, blah blah blah. And he and he kind of touches on this whole thing and. Basically, everything he said, I'm like, you know what? I agree with you 100%. And I don't know. I, I just, I was thinking about that again. It's like, yeah, it's so funny when he, when he said all this stuff, because I want to send it to you and I will. But almost everything he says, it's like, yeah, right. Like, you guys don't know what plot holes are because those aren't plot holes. Like, because, like, because you don't like how a character, like, oh, like, um, he touches on The Last Jedi and he said, uh, how how everyone said the big like a big plot hole was getting uh what's his name Benicio del Toro's character yeah and how he sells him out to the first order 
And they're like, well, how did he know the plan? And he's like, well, I don't know. Maybe if you watch the movie, you can see that. He was in there when they, yeah, he when goes, they radio yeah, them. He, yeah, he goes, he's literally sitting like earshot from what they're saying. He's right? in the, because I just, like I told you, I just watched yeah. it. Like, he's in the scene where they're talking to Poe Dameron about the plan that they're going to do. And they think that he's on their side because they said, hey, this guy is going to help you do this thing. So mm-hmm. why would they think that? Why would they have any other thought that, oh, he's going to sell us out when they specifically got uh, plans to pick him up? And then they specifically show a scene where, remember, he takes her necklace and he's like, oh, I need some kind of compensation for it. And then, like, in in a later scene, he uses it and gives it back, remember? So it shows, oh, he, like, kind of cares about them a little bit. Like, he's part of their cause so there's no reason for them yeah exactly the same thing you should think oh they should trust him this whole time and then when the twist happens where he actually sold them out you shouldn't get upset about it you really should not be getting upset but he he touches on subjects like that and i don't know it just reading what people had to say it was it was almost like you obviously are exactly who he's talking about in, in this yeah. the v- video. This is the fucking news. Disney's Netflix killer finally got a name. It's uh, it's called uh, Disney Play. Did you hear about that? Hey, did you hear about this? Did you hear about this? No, it sounds stupid. It sounds too generic. It does. It actually does. When I saw it, I was like, that sounds like something like Disney Infinity. Remember their stupid, wow. like, the toy box game that they had? Um, but yeah, I don't... I don't know. I feel like they could have done something. They could have just called it Disney and that's it. <laughs> like, <laughs> So is Hulu going to completely get axed? No, I think Hulu's sticking around. I think so, this is going to be a completely separate streaming service. So just Disney. Just Disney. Okay. Well, I think I think we... I don't know if we talked about it on here or not, but I know we did speak about how they could do a, a, a streaming site where it would be just Disney, not you know, uh, Disney owned. Yeah. But just Disney. And then they could throw like Sony and all the other things that Mm. they acquired to Hulu. So you would still be getting content from both, but you know, you can get Disney and not have to worry about watching something from, uh, are your kids coming on something from like, uh, Sony was well, it Sony Spotlight? Yeah. Or whatever? <laughs> well, I kind of Spotlight. I kind of think they're gonna put everything on there because in the one article I was reading, like they're talking about like the stuff that they just bought. But I feel like they would kind of separate it out in a way to be well. I don't know. I kind of feel like they would leave a lot of stuff on like like at least like ABC stuff on Hulu, right? I'm pretty sure. But I know that they are for sure like everything that's Disney that's not like. Netflix and Disney, like, or Marvel is going away from Netflix. So, like, I think just, like, Defender, Punisher, um, Daredevil, all that stuff staying. But everything else is getting taken off, which makes sense. Uh, I, you know, I went from completely disregarding Hulu to... Really liking it? Yeah, to still owning it, you know. Because even when I feel like I do. I still have Hulu. Mm. There's something there that always brings me back of like, oh, they have this. Oh, they have this. Oh, they have all of this. So I kind of hope that no matter what happens, Hulu stays, but it's still 
it's still rich enough where it could be a viable source of entertainment because mm-hmm. let's say Disney let's just say Disney says, you know what, we'll take everything Disney away from everything, right? Yeah. <clears throat> and then they're like, Well, let's take everything that we own too. So if they pulled who if they got stuff from Hulu and they pulled like all their Fox shows, it's like cool, so where am I gonna watch um Futurama now, right? Yeah. Stuff like that. Um that would be shitty because then, it, then it's like, then what do you leave for Hulu? Just whatever someone wants to Whatever pay some for? NBC. Yeah, like, you know <laughs> what I mean? But that's why I, I, I think they'll probably leave, like, the TV stuff alone. I don't think they're going to, like, I think it'll mostly be like, okay, you can watch any of the Disney classic movies on here. Or um, here's a special Marvel TV show that we're just putting on here. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't know. I... I'm kind of dreading the whole thing. Like I said, I'm I was both excited for the whole merger, but also I knew that something horrible could happen, but I guess we'll just have to see what happens when it comes out. I guess <clears throat> bigger trouble in little China. Well, a few years ago they said that they were going to remake a uh, the big trouble in little China with The Rock. So Everyone got all, like, butthurt and, like, either you're, like, a huge rock fan and you're like, oh, yeah, of course, why not? Or you're, like, everyone else and you're like, why would they want to remake Big Trouble in Little China? That's ridiculous. That's such a amazing movie. Uh, John Carpenter is a master uh, craftsman of film, and it's such a perfect, great movie. And anyways, it turns out that it's not going to be a remake. It's going to be a continuation of the first film. So it's not a sequel. It's a continuation I think it's kind of. I think they're kind of going for like a Jumanji, uh, Rumble in the Jungle. Is that what it's called? So is he going to play what's his name's character? I don't know. That's all the news we got so far are about they, it. Are they going to have is like the his... same hair? Uh, yeah, you better believe. It. Oh man, that'd be so cool. <laughs> the Rock with Kurt Russell uh, hair. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I don't care. I really don't. It. I care. There's so many remakes and revamps and... But it's not a remake. Continuations, <laughs> etc. Like, if... You know, if you would have told me five, ten years ago that there's going to be a Jumanji, you know, remake or reimagination or continuation or whatever, I'd been like, why? That's dumb. It ended, you know, perfectly. Like, why do you need it? <clears throat> but, of course, Hollywood has constantly just not give a shit and uh, you know not everything is bad but sometimes it's not necessary like I didn't hate uh, the last Jumanji movie I thought it was pretty good for what it was but if they never made it yeah I'd been totally fine you know yeah as opposed to like like Prometheus you know I'm glad you know even though people hate Prometheus I'm glad oh, yeah. that that was made you know Me too. something that was literally decades in the making coming out in one way or another but something like this it's like yeah i guess it could be good it could be bad i mean that's hollywood now (laughs) you know so that's true uh it doesn't i don't know it doesn't really pull really much emotion for me like when they announced it or something you know okay where it was like cool yeah awesome it's been a, a long time and you know, it's one of those, even if the original it doesn't hold up, 
the actual movie and just the presence of like Pennywise. It's yeah. they're just there's just something there, right? It's it's a part of your like childhood, like yes, growing up, exactly. you know. And yeah, it definitely wasn't that kid who was like, "Oh my god, I paid a little, you know, big trouble again. Let's let's put it on another one." But uh, <laughs> so it, it varies. It like I said, I like The Rock. I've yeah. always liked The Rock. Um, of course, he does a lot of redundant shit now, but that's true. He is The Rock, so it's whatever. Uh, a movie it could turn out good or it could turn out really bad. I'm actually pretty sure it might turn out fairly bad yeah probably but we'll see who knows alec baldwin is gonna be batman's daddy so did you see that he's uh cast as uh thomas wayne in the new joker film the one with um joaquin phoenix so wait what's the storyline i don't i I, honestly i think they don't i don't even know if they know what they're doing I don't even think they have, like, a synopsis or anything. I, I just know it's an origin story for the Joker, but who knows what they're going for. Because, I mean, we could see it as being, like, the killing joke, where it's like, oh, that one actually would be kind of cool to see. But at the same time, like, do we really need a Joker origin movie? Wasn't Was that the one that Martin Scorsese wanted to pull from? I think so. I don't even think I care anymore. I'm stoked for Shazam, and that's basically it. I think... DC just—they just there's so much there, but it's not there. You know, they promise so much so fast, and they haven't given us anything. anything. <laughs> I mean, we got a, a semi-good Wonder Woman movie. Mm-hmm. We got a good trailer for Shazam. Yeah, like, and I say trailer because I don't know the movie. <laughs> um, and apparently, uh, Aquaman is good. Quote unquote good. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't even know anymore. I and I'm coming from a place that I've seen Batman versus Superman and I didn't hate it. I've seen Suicide Squad more times than I should have, um, and I did actually hate it. But I just I don't even know anymore. I I'm kind of hoping that these movies, these random ass movies, just occur. And that's it. And, you yeah. know, they start making them. Part of me kind of hopes that Shazam is the beginning of it. Where, where they, they just, don't have to tie it's in. It's just its own movie. Yeah. and Because I, I know we talked about, like, oh, what if uh, what Superman's in there? Or Henry, what's his name? Henry Carvel or whatever, Superman. But I kind of hope it's nobody like that. I kind of hope it's just by itself. And then, you know, after Aquaman and Wonder Woman, there's another random movie comes out that doesn't mm-hmm. tie in another random movie. Yeah. Because I feel like that's what they want to go for anyways now but they're still making the tie-in movies. And, uh, well, they, they uh, I mean, they set it up to where Lex Luthor's going to come back with Deathstroke. Yeah, see, but I don't get that because then they told me that it wasn't going to happen. But then they said it was going to happen, yeah. right? Because Batman, well, he was going to fight him in Batman, the, the next movie, right? Because they but hired, now, what's his name? Yeah, Joe Manganiello. Joe Manganiello. Yeah, there you go. And um, but now Batfleck is in rehab. So what are they gonna do? No, but that's what I'm saying is they they said he was on, then they said he was off because the movie wasn't happening. Then they said he was back on, 
And they said it was going to be for a different movie, but then they're like, no, it's for the Batman movie. And then but now, then Ben and then, Affleck wasn't even going to be a part of that Batman But movie. then he said he was going to, and then he said he wasn't going to, and then he said he was going to, and then he was going to help produce it, right? I don't even know. Like, they literally should not have said anything until they figured out whether or not they were going to do it. Yeah, it's... It's, oh, it's, it's annoying. Those, yeah, it's frustrating. <laughs> Because it's like I, I, don't, I don't even want to spend that much time on it right now because it's right. so fucking yeah that's that's fair so annoying I just I'll say this it sounds stupid oh yeah I like Joaquin Phoenix yeah and you know Alec Baldwin isn't a giant rapist yet so <laughs> he's whatever we'll see all right Doctor Who in Star Wars. Did you see that Matt Smith is going to be, he's going to play a key role in the next Star Wars movie? Is he going to play the Doctor? Um, hopefully. I don't know. I guess Matt Smith's cool. I hope he plays an alien. He looks I like an see, alien. I could see him playing an alien. He better play an alien. What if he Because he looks like an What if he alien? doesn't? What if he's just a regular person? They have to give him weird ears or something. <laughs> because he is an alien, you know? That's funny. They have to <laughs> Um, I don't know. I, I'm excited. I mean, anything Star Wars related, I get excited about. Yeah. Especially when it's. I'm not trying it's... to pay too much of what's going on with this next movie because all you hear is either spoiler alerts mm. or someone bitching. Yeah. So, literally, like, what's that one? Nerdist? They posted something oh, with. Yeah. Uh, set photos? With set photos of Jessica Chobot, and she has, like, new hair. And I love Jessica Chobot, and I was like, oh, mm. she looks so pretty. But yeah. I'm like, I'm not going to watch it because they're either going to give a lot away <laughs> or they're going to bring up something. They're gonna, yeah, they're going to speculate something. Yeah. Or someone's going to bitch about it. So, like, and, I and literally I, haven't heard and anything. I, and I hate movie. when they do that stuff because it's like they always complain, but then they'll make another video about how, like, the backlash and stuff, and then like they're like, yeah, like this th- this movie wasn't that great, and this and that, right? And then they'll come back and make another video like, oh, you shouldn't harass people. Like it wasn't that bad of a film, and it's like, but you just said in this other video that it was terrible. Um, uh, yeah, I hope he plays an alien. Doctor Who. But Matt Smith's pretty chill. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess it's pretty cool. Uh, it, it, I'm kind of, I mean, obviously I'm interested in see what happens in the next. Yeah, uh, it'll probably be good. Jimmy, I'm just going to say it. I got to let you go. You were just fired. I was let go for liability reasons involving insurance. The one-armed bartender. <laughs> you need to show a little respect. Charlotte Motor Speedway. I know how they move the money. The only guy who knows anything about blowing up real bank vaults is Joe Bang. I am in car, sir, Ray. Yeah, we got a plan to get you out. Coca-Cola 600 is the biggest race of the year. We need a computer whiz. I know everything there is to know about computers, okay? All the Twitters, I know them. 
Welcome to the Coca-Cola 600. Now, how many yards away is the vault? 20 yards. I don't know, maybe 30. Is it 20 or is it 30? We are dealing with science here. They're gonna know what we want them to know. My life of crime is over. stupid. It's been handled. All this is gonna be good. That looks like it hurt. I want everything on Jimmy Logan. I'm about to get naked. So no bacon. I said no bacon. You Logans must be as simple-minded as people say. People say that. <laughs> Would you give me my arm, please? Is it this one? <laughs> Logan Lucky is a 2017 comedy written by Rebecca Blunt and directed by Steven Soderbergh. The film follows Jimmy Logan, played by Channing Tatum, a hard-working blue-collar father who once had a promising football career, but is now dealing with being laid off work and having his daughter move out of the state. Fed up with having to deal with the separation from his daughter and being fired because of his injury, Jimmy feels like there are no more cards to be played and yells cauliflower at his brother Clyde, played by Adam Driver a military vet who lost his hand before coming home and is now a bartender who can't stop talking about their family curse. The significance of cauliflower means the brothers are ready for trouble and that trouble is Jimmy's wanting to pull off a heist at his old job site, the local speedway. Clyde agrees and both plan the perfect robbery. Jimmy's plan is to take the pneumatic tube system that moves the money to the safe, blow up the safe from the inside, so when the tubes of money hit the room, they open and they could vacuum the money out. Even though the idea is fairly solid, they can't pull it off alone, so they get some help. Joe Bang, played by Daniel Craig, a state prison inmate who is known for his explosives, agrees to the plan, but him being in prison is a problem. So the plan to get him out, the recruitment of both his brothers, as well as the Logan sister, Melly, joining in, the team is set and the final plan is in effect. With a hiccup in the plan, the team decides to move it up a week, but that also means the job just got a lot bigger, as the weekend is Memorial Day weekend and the race is now the Coca-Cola 600. But without any hesitation, the plan moves forward. Joe and Clyde escape prison. Mally steals the getaway car. Jimmy picks up and heads to the speedway with the band brothers. The plan is on. As the crew make their way into the speedway and onto the job, things flow fairly perfect until right near the end. As they're finishing up, Clyde loses his prosthetic hand in the vacuum and a fight almost breaks out. But the crew calms down and they head out. But as Clyde and Joe make their way out, they run into the owner of one of the race cars who recognized Clyde from an incident weeks before. But even with that, they all get out of the speedway and the heist is finished. But the following day on the news, they report that the missing money was left in an abandoned truck and was tipped off by an anonymous call. It's apparent that Jimmy tipped the cops off. Months pass, Joe's released from prison, Clyde is back to bartending, Melly is still cutting hair, Jimmy isn't around, but a new face shows up. FBI agent Sarah Grayson, played by Hillary Swank, shows up to investigate the robbery. She interviews anyone remotely related to the investigation on both sides of the story. 
but comes up with nothing but alibis and dead ends. Frustrated and feeling like it's all under her nose, the investigation is called to an end. The real story unfolds. It turns out that the Logan family had a plan within a plan, all while letting only those who needed to know, know. Although Jimmy did leave the money in the abandoned truck, it wasn't all of it. And anyone who had a hand in the plan got rewarded, including Joe. We close with most everyone at the bar. As Clyde tends to a patron on the opposite side of the bar, he pours her a shot and we see it's Agent Sarah Grayson. The movie we watched this week and are reviewing is a hilarious <laughs> film called uh, Logan Lucky. I forgot about the, the scene with the bear where he tells him his brothers to go, well, you're going you're gonna to go in the woods and you're going to meet the bear and you're going to take the facts oh, from yeah. the bear. <laughs> uh, I, I, as soon as that scene came on, I just burst out laughing because I was like, I completely forgot that that was in the movie. Uh, the most random thing ever. Well, I love it. Uh, I think we only saw this film once in theaters mm -hmm. and it was like random like hey yeah why not watch, watch it and coming out of it it's like yeah I definitely like that movie but sitting here rewatching it again it's like you know what it's a really good movie yeah. it flows really well like mm. to the point where you're almost all the way through the movie and it's like not over, but it's getting to be over. Mm -hmm. If you really think about it, it's kind of a weird pacing right at the end because you think it's going to be over, then it's not over, but then they explain why it's not over. So then it kind of stretches out a little bit, but then you find out why. So it's fine, but second time through, it's like, oh, okay. But all the way up until right, basically right after the heist, it's like, wow, that kind of went by pretty fast. Yeah. Um, Everyone in it was good. Like, this ensemble was really good. Yeah. The comedy is so subtle, but very hard. Yes. It's, like, fun and playful without being silly, silly. Like, ridiculous silly. <laughs> yeah. But. But there are some scenes where it is a little bit silly. Yeah, but it's not, like, it's not, like, Pee Wee Herman silly, right? Yeah. It's just like laugh out loud, ridiculous, funny. The the bear part, yeah, but the scene where where he's trying to explain to him when you when he's riding on the <laughs> yeah, wall, yeah. He explains it to him. You think that's it, right? But then it cuts to him, him riding in. He's like, then you add this glucose, blah blah blah, and that's where you get the you know whatever. <laughs> I I forgot all about that when it <laughs> happened. I I laughed so hard, and then. Right when he catch like the whole thing oh, yeah, when he catches he, it, he catches the... he's like, "Don't move!" And he gets, he's like, "Oh, here's oh, a problem. I did it too hard." <laughs> he just puts it back. Yeah, I never thought I'd say like, "Yeah, Daniel Craig was really good in this movie." <laughs> um, I, not that he's a bad actor, but just no, never, like he's never been in anything that I've really cared for. He's never done anything where I'm like, "Yeah, this is amazing." But I think it's also like a change of pace for like him to play such a ridiculous character because he's normally known as James Bond, you know, yeah. the tuxedo and all that. But like for him to play like this convict who is just so ridiculous. There's a lot of those, <laughs> those like really random, but still like funny parts yeah. that don't take away from the film. I don't even know how to explain it. It's, it's first of all, the movie's really funny without having to push itself to be really funny. Yeah, <laughs> the characters, their situations, like everything's just, it's just funny. Um, 
And there's a part in the beginning where you kind of think it's going to be off the rails funny because you have Seth MacFarlane come in. Oh, my God, yeah. And he's playing that ridiculous, like, Englishman owner guy, right? Yeah. So you kind of almost think, like, oh, this is the type of movie we're setting up for. And you could say, like, oh, the accent was dumb, his character was dumb, but it fits, you know? It fits for the whole movie. It fits. Yeah, it does. Um, They do this thing really well where there really is no, like, bad guy bad guy no except for maybe hillary swank but see she didn't see that's what i was gonna say because you said that there's like a point in the movie where you think it's gonna end and then it keeps going and you're like, oh, oh okay and it kind of explains itself and then it's like for her character to like be like the main focus kind of towards the end kind of yeah i don't know just kind of weird yeah but it's not bad it's just it's a it's a it's it's an interesting take on a movie you think where you're just going to have this heist movie, right? But it ends where all she is is she's trying to prove that something happened and she can't. And she can't prove it. And that's really that's really cool, too, once you have the final explanation of what really happened. When I was watching it, I forgot. Because I only remembered the trash part where they dig in the landfill and find it. And I was like, wait, wait, wait. So how did they get his hand? I don't remember. and Or his arm. You know, his hand. Because it's not his arm. Because he yeah. has up until the forearm. So... Also, um, I laughed out. I laughed really hard when, uh, what's his name, uh, J- uh, Joe comes out of prison and he goes to the, the bar and he was like, you know, talk to your brother and he's like, no, nah, I haven't spoke to him in months or whatever. And he gets him a drink and it's all. So it's like obviously something happened. Um. They do the whole him being a good dad really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where he's not like a overt dick to the other guy. Yeah. But the other guy is obviously like an asshole. But yeah. he's not even like he's just kind of like top a top asshole. Yeah, he's kind of like a stepdad asshole. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like even like his relationship with the mom isn't like bad. Because normally in like a movie like this, it would be like, oh, well, I'm taking the kid and I'm moving across state lines. Like You're never going to see them ever again. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's doing this robbery, so then like, she can't take the kid or something or yeah. whatever. No, they, like, like I said, they did all of that stuff really well. It was one of those movies where I don't know, it was just, I was just kind of happy to see it all come together and everyone kind of get theirs but not in a bad way. And yeah, I don't know. I just uh, rewatching it again just kind of it made me feel like those this is one of those movies where whether you're watching like cable or you're going through Netflix and you see it and there's nothing else to watch and you're like I could watch that, you know, right now. Yeah. Um it the laughs are going to hit you hard. Mm-hmm. They don't overtly make you fall in love with each character but you tend not to hate the characters you know you jimmy is the only one channing tatum's character is the only one where you kind of have like that actual you know investment investment in because it's stuff with his daughter stuff that he's going through he's obviously trying to get everyone together to do it whatever right but you know his <laughs> his brother is just yeah whatever you say let's do it and you know their sister she's 
she's you know like oh she's so pretty and sweet but you know she's over here stealing cars <laughs> and you know all this shit and yeah uh what's her name katie holmes like she she plays a mom i think and like a mom in that situation really well where mm-hmm. she obviously doesn't hate him but she knows he, he has his faults but she's not trying to take the daughter away she's yeah. trying to give her a better life and they're not moving to spite him they're moving because he is getting a better job and etc yeah. right and yeah and and he being a good dad knows that he can't say no because yeah he's his daughter's going to be living a good life right yeah. all he wants is to be a part of you know his daughter's life and even joe where i f- i thought joe was going to be the guy that you hate uh because i you just feel like his brothers and him were going to rip everyone off but now <laughs> yeah but then it doesn't happen and you know at the end you're like oh that's good that he you know the whole time you think like oh he got fucked over but no like everyone's fine even the <laughs> even the part uh at the end where the the one black guy in prison yeah because it's it's funnier too when you realize that they do the same thing over before with joe and he comes out and no one's there and he walks home whatever and then they do that same thing with him but there's a limo there and he has a bag of money mm-hmm. <laughs> um, um i don't know the, the movie was it was a it was a feel-good movie in a very weird way and what i think too is funny is like Dwight Yoakam's in this movie, and I completely <laughs> forgot he was in this. And he just plays that like um, warden so well because he's like, there, there ain't no uh, what's it was it? He's all there ain't no riots at this <laughs> prison. There ain't, ain't no, no fire. Yeah. there ain't no fires but at blah blah, blah prison. <laughs> I completely forgot what their requests were. It's like okay, <laughs> I'll give you the dance with dragons. It'll be in the library. But now you guys are asking for the winds of winter and a dream of summer. Okay, but see, George R. R. Martin hasn't written those books yet. Man, that can't be true because George R. R. Martin pro- like promised his publisher he'd have it written two by years two ago. years. So yeah, but see, <clears throat> due to like scheduling conflicts <laughs> with tours and this and that, like he didn't get around to fulfilling or meeting that deadline. Man, that's some bullshit because, like, over at the other jail, they said that, like, that dr- that dragon lady, she's, like, like the sor- the plots move, like, farther ahead. And he's all, yeah, but see, like, I think they're not going by the books anymore. I think they're, they've moved past the books. <laughs> yeah. It's even funnier because the, it's the whole prison. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Everything about the movie was... It's a real... Like... It's one of those movies where you talk about where you can get a movie like Basketball and mm-hmm. laugh your ass off, right? Yeah. But then there's a different ped- pedigree of comedy. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like this is more of that refined, you know, yeah. where it's funny and it's silly, but it's not... It's not, oh, Phantom Thread. But it's what's funny is like it's shot in a way that it's it's more supposed to be more like like oh hoity toity you know what I mean like it's not just like a basketball where it's kind of like oh they kind of did what they could right it actually looked amazing it's put together really well but then again it's set against this story of like these rednecks trying to rob NASCAR and it's like huh it's a really good juxtaposition 
I liked everyone in the movie. I liked the story. I liked the way it, it happened. I loved the flow of the movie. Um, it was just the right amount of funny to where when those funny parts really, really hit, they really, really hit. I don't know. I I genuinely really, really like this movie. The Blacklist. The Blacklist is an annual survey of the most liked motion picture screenplays not yet produced. It has been published every year since 2005 on the second Friday of December by Franklin Leonard, a development executive. The website states that these are not necessarily the best screenplays, but rather the most liked, since it is based on a survey of studio and production company executives. When the first Blacklist was compiled in 2005, Franklin Leonard was working as a development executive for Leonardo DiCaprio's production company. He emailed about 75 fellow development execs and asked them to name the 10 best unproduced screenplays they read that year. To thank them for participating, he compiled the list and sent it to the respondents. The name The Blacklist was a nod to his heritage as an African-American man and also a subtle reference to the writers who were barred during the McCarthy era as part of the Hollywood Blacklist. I mean, there's been so many films that have come out from that list in more recent years that it's like crazier and crazier to think like this one guy one year was just like hey like let me just kind of put this list together and see what everyone thinks i don't know it feels like a like a novel thing to do Mm -hmm. it's it's just crazy too when you think about like a lot of the some of the films because like some of them are like Argo, which won Best Picture. Um, Juno was one of them. Um, the King's Speech, Slumdog Millionaire, Spotlight. And those all won Best Picture. Do you think that this blacklist is just turning into films that people can pull off, pull out of and say like, oh, this is our new, this is our new like Academy nominated like, film? I would say... As of more recently, probably, yes. Because it is over 10 years. It's Now it's going to be in its 13th year. You could say, like, okay, maybe it was a coincidence, like, the first few years, right? Like, oh, shoot, look at these films that, like, every, these execs actually kind of liked. Like, that weren't getting produced. Wow, crazy. But then after a while, it's like, I feel like some some people started seeing the blacklist and they started being like, they turned it into something that for themselves more like oh we can look to the blacklist and i can pull it off well yeah i mean if you think about it once twice thrice times sure right like it just you could say oh hey wasn't that movie from that one list oh crazy hey that movie was too right Mm -hmm. but if you're going now you know what 13 years yeah and the the list of uh, what nominated films now yeah it's stacked is, against yeah it. is is stacked against you know what has been a part of that list i feel like yeah maybe well i guess i guess more towards you like do you feel like that list is now just something where people want to dump something where they feel like hey this is this is a uh, Oscar bait, and if you want to make a uh, Oscar-nominated film, you pull from this now. I want to say yes because I feel like 
Not saying it always was. Just you no, know, no, yeah. no. I'm saying it's more like like what I said, where like they kind of built it up to be like, oh, and then they kind of put these movies that they're like, oh, I really like it. You should put it on the blacklist. You know what I mean? Like it's something that they should just put on there. But at the same time, I kind of feel like if it's not getting produced and people are like, well, I kind of like it, and let's eh, put it on there. Like I feel like it's not necessarily going to be an Oscar like contender because I'll. I'll tell you a film that's on some films that are on here that are going to be like, wait, what? The Babysitter, the Netflix film that was on here. Oh, yeah. Um, My Friend Dahmer was on here. Rough Night was on here. (laughs) It's like there's some films where it's like I could see them like being on there, but like like I, Tanya was on here. Like it's it's a good film. Like Manchester by the Sea was on there. And that that's a really good film. But, like, I could see why they wouldn't want to make it. Or, like, Spotlight. Like, it's, like, a heavier issue about, like, how horrible, like, pedophile priests are. Because, you know, all priests are pedophiles, right? Because when you, because, like, when you, if you're writing out a math equation and you put priests down, it's, like, you equal I think we watched the wrong, I think we watched a different movie. I thought Spotlight was about how shitty, uh... Uh, newspapers can be, and and they're just nothing but fucking tattletale. <laughs> no, but um, does he basically just he just decides like, hey, this is a, f- a fairly good movie. It c- it it could be made into something. Yeah, I think um, so because he does have a podcast, The Blacklist, and I listened to it like a while back when he first started. And so the way that they would do it is they would read the script like um, chunk by chunk. So it would be like I think like four different episodes and it would be like 30 minutes each or something and sometimes they'd have the writer come on and read it or they'd have like someone else read it but they'd have people playing some of the parts too and some of them were actually like i don't understand why like one of them i could understand because it's very outrageous comedy but at the same time it's like i don't understand where like some of these executives aren't taking the chance Right? Just, why don't you take the chance on it? Because look at, obviously it might pay off in the end and you might get rewarded for it. One of them was like a really crazy, like, noir with robots. And it, it was called Chrome Noir or something. It actually, it sounds more, more interesting than it was when they were reading it. Because it was kind of boring. But I could see it be like a, a really good film. But at the same time, like, I can see why they wouldn't want to make it. It just sounds expensive. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean... I'm. I guess it would make sense why some of these movies are on there. Uh, it could be maybe the movie's tied with a certain actor or writer, right? And yeah. that they're just like, hey, I don't know if you want to. I don't know if you want to produce this right now with you know. So, because uh, all the money in the world was on there. You know the one where, you know, Kevin Spacey <laughs> touches that little kid. No, but remember we were talking about. Um, passengers wasn't it like uh keanu reeves really wanted it really wanted to make it yeah and like stuck with it for eight years and then finally they're like no 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 yeah we'll make it but then he's like yeah he's not gonna be in it yeah it it could be something like that you know maybe maybe they have a like a certain script and someone's like tied to it like oh if we make this you know um so-and-so has to be in it. Um, yeah, I could see something along those lines of they don't want to work with this actor right now or 
yeah, you're right. Where it's oh, it's so expensive. We I don't know if we can make it or the writers or I don't know. But um, yeah, no, it's a it's a it's a neat idea, right? Where someone goes out of their way to say, hey, these movies are are watchable. Because I think I think that's more of where he's coming from, right? Where it's not. These aren't trash movies. Yeah, that this isn't uh, this isn't a multi-billion-dollar movie. This isn't a Oscar-nominated movie. I think it's more of like this is a a film that if made, that it would be very watchable and very like. I feel like during those years of when the, when it was like constant, um, just remakes and just like sequels. Remember when we were in the like those bad years where it was that's all they were doing, and they were all like, "Oh, just summer blockbusters." Like they weren't giving us anything else. I think it's good for that because it's like these executives were like trying to shove down like these franchises and these like dumb movies that we don't want to watch, and like it was good for that. Like Harry Potter. Like Harry Potter, um, but I think now that. You're starting to, they're trying, like, film has started to become more and more diversified, where especially, like, some genres are getting pushed further into the realm of, like, being accepted into award season and stuff with, like, horror, especially horror, where it's, like, now it's not just seen as that niche anymore, where for, literally, for, like, a solid, like, what, 20 or 30 years, like, people were like, oh, a horror film? Like, oh, that means you're, like, just, like, some dumb, like, little startup who you need to make a first film. So, so it being in the 13th year now, right? Do you think that something like The Blacklist is still needed or wanted? I think Or is it still viewed the same way? I don't think it's viewed the same way. Like I said, I think when it started, it was a good, like, counterculture. Yeah, like it was like its own counterculture to the blockbuster. I guess I guess where I'm getting at it of more is is it being pushed into more of a mm, film nerd realm? Is that what you mean? Like, is it less and less about like the people who you you would think would need to be on this list? Where it's like, oh, I'm trying, guys. I wrote this script and I'm trying to get it on here, but now it's more like. Oh, uh, see, it's me, um, J- um, Wes Anderson, and I wrote a script, and it's on the blacklist now. And it's like, yeah, are you serious? Yeah, you don't need to be on it. You don't need to be on it. Yeah, that. I guess that's kind of where, it, where I'm saying, because like you said in the beginning, it wouldn't make sense to have these films that were so organic at the time where it seemed almost impossible. Like, why would, why would anyone want to make this film, right? And the blacklist, it seemed like it was a place where people could look towards to say hey i know this is kind of out of the box but this is kind of a pretty good story if you really look at it or hey yeah. you know something here something something is here if you really kind of pick pick at it i don't know i guess it's just it's kind of interesting to see kind of where you said them where that blacklist was coming from to where it is now and it's it's almost like 180 <laughs> Where yeah. the blacklist now seems more of like, hey, these are interesting movies to make, you know, uh, it, it, like a almost like a almost like a cheat sheet, really, right? Yeah. Where companies could probably go, hey, how about that movie right there on that blacklist? That seems pretty cool. Like, oh yeah, that seems like a very Oscar bait <laughs> type of movie. Yeah, let's let's give it a shot. Or um, 
someone like Netflix or whoever, like, hey, you know, this movie's on Blacklist, but we could probably get it and make it for Netflix. Like, yeah, that seems like a really good movie. But then but then again, they do it, and, like, it just goes to show, like, like with The Babysitter. It's like, that that movie actually proved to be a really good film. Yeah. No, I, I'm not saying that they're no, bad No, no, I know. I'm just, just saying, I'm just saying, like, they could screw it up big time. Like, they could if they want it. Like, if they... If they were trying too hard, like some executives, you know what I mean? Like if some people were trying to push it too hard and like they could have messed up with the babysitter. Like you easily could have messed up with this movie and you could have made it like a dumb like teen movie that no that people are like, oh, this is stupid. But they didn't. They actually were like, hey, let's take the script and we'll follow it to how it goes and let's see what we can do. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's very interesting. Technology? Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see where it goes uh, in the next few years because, I mean, it could either pull more away because I feel like more and more we're getting these films that we didn't think we'd be able to get. Like, in the past, we we didn't think we'd be able to get, like, like an Arrival or uh, Annihilation or... Um, what the void, or even like my friend Dahmer, when it which, which was on there, I, I mean, I could see like, could you see like them making a basically a prequel to <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer? <laughs> yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting to kind of see what what comes out of this five ten years from now. But until then, we'll say we'll bid an adieu. And thank you guys for listening so much. Yeah, thank you guys. Really appreciate it. We appreciate it so much. Yeah, feel free to hit us up, follow us, like, subscribe, whatever. Yeah. Uh, we have Instagram, Twitter, INTB underscore podcast. And What's our Gmail? Yeah, our, our, you can email us whatever you feel like at intbpodcast at gmail.com yeah did you hear a plot hole in this episode tell us about it but yeah if you guys want us to review a movie filled with plot holes hit us up uh, or you know just tell us how much we suck hit us up yeah. either way but thank you guys for listening uh, thank you guys we have some really weird interesting stuff that we're planning for later on this year uh, yep so get ready for that. Yeah, if if you're interested in weirdness, I guess mm-hmm. you know, uh, just keep listening. We'll 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 put the word on. We'll put the word out on that as soon as we get everything finalized. Yes. But until then, feel free to check out all of our old episodes. We have links on anything that we told you. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, so thank you so much, guys. You know, we appreciate it. And remember, guys, it's not that bad. It's not that bad.